So today we're here to talk about music, and whenever I decided to do this podcast topic, the first person that popped into my mind was my dad, because he has really good taste in music. He has actually the same taste in music as a combination of like girls who think they're really, really special on TikTok, and then like the guy that you talk to who's way too into like classic rock. And then that's my dad. And he's shaking his head at me, but he knows that I'm right. So Cree's also here because she and my dad are like the same person. It's actually really weird in the years that we've been friends. It's become a really alarming theme. Um, But the first thing that we're going to open with is we're we're all going to say what our favorite song, artist, and album is right now. Cree's already mad and both Cree and my dad got really stressed out. I thought this would be an easy question, but I guess not. So I'll go first. My favorite song right now, this is kind of embarrassing, but my favorite song right now is Gold Digger by Kanye West. (laughs) I don't know why. I've been listening to it so much. I've been really into like early 2000s rap right now. So that's just what I've been going with. Um, and a very quick change, my favorite artist right now is Faye Webster um, because I've been listening to her albums and she's really good. And my favorite album since June has been Home Video by Lucy Dacus. It is the only album that I can like listen to with no skips. And those are my choices. Which one of you wants to go next? Okay, Cree will go next, and Cree also say hi. Uh, hello. Um, <clears throat> which one do I start with? Whatever you feel like. Um, I have ties for like all of these. Is that fine? You can explain them. Yeah. Okay, my favorite song right now is definitely um, "Like a Boy" by Ciara because um, it's the LSU hip hop. Like I can't, I can't get over it, guys. Oh my God. I've been listening to that song every day. It makes me feel great. But also, that's like a current one, but like, a, you know, just a, a feel-good one, you know, just a great one is Pyramids by Frank Ocean. Oh, yeah. The song's a masterpiece. Anyways, um, my favorite album probably be Limitless by NCT127, which is actually really Boo. embarrassing. Boo. Everybody's <laughs> laughing at me right now. That's okay. Um, but it's a good album. So I think I should, nobody should be upset with me. Um, it's not very controversial. So I feel like that will go well with the public. Okay. Um, so you have an artist. And then my artist would probably be, mm, I don't know. You can give a few if you want. Yeah. Goodness, is this is this... your mic privileges. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> Harry Styles. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Hate me. Harry Styles or mm-hmm. cigarettes after sex. That's a good one. That can tie directly back to our mental health episode. <laughs> Pyramids by Frank Ocean. I was one of my top songs of 2021. And it's literally like seven minutes long. Like so nine minutes long. Nine minutes long. So good. Okay, and now for my dad to come in probably with something really pretentious. And I'm the gatekeeper. Oh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, I'm dad. <laughs> um, this is a very challenging set of questions for me that 
uh, is causing a lot of stress. Um, so a song, album, and artist? Yeah. Just like right now, what, I'm, right what now, I'm vibing right on? Now. Okay. Um, well, I mean, a song that it's not new in any way, shape, or form, but it's like a... I will always listen to it no matter what is Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. It's kind of a flawless indie pop song. It's There's just absolutely nothing wrong with that song in any conceivable way. So um, I like that one a lot. And then Tom York and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead have a new band called The Smile. And they have a new song. They have a single from that um, called You'll Never Work in Television Again that I really... I'm digging because it reminds me of like early Ben's era Radiohead and very guitar based and stuff like that. So I'm really liking those songs. Um, albums trickier because I make a list of like new new albums and I'm working my way through those from week to week. So I haven't gone back to listen to a lot of new ones. Um, I listened to Corday's new album actually. Bird's Eye View, is that what it is? I think it is. I really like that. I actually really enjoy that album. I'm not usually big on like contemporary yeah. for Bird's Eye View. I'm not really usually big on kind of contemporary hip hop. It doesn't it's too sound cloudy for me sometimes, but um I dig I was digging that album. Um Started to listen to Earl Sweatshirt today, but I wasn't in the right place for it, so I didn't listen to that. <laughs> um, let's see. Any other albums I can think of? I actually just found a new great one by a band called King, Kids on a Crime Spree, and the album's Fall in Love, Not in Line. Really dug that. This, but And then Artist, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, man, I mean, I can't go wrong with Lucy. But I haven't listened to Lucy in a while. Ew. I know. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say with that one. I mean, it's just like because I'm just listening to a lot of different stuff right now, so I can't think of anyone. I'm like, oh yay. Um, Animal Collective has a new album coming out in February, and I've listened to a couple singles off of that that I really like, and so I'm excited about that. Uh, Mm, it's hard for me to pinpoint an artist. So I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Oh, no, I'm probably fine. breaking all kinds of podcast rules. Oh my gosh. All Cree and I do here is ramble. This is a space for ramblers. If y'all are hearing a compelling noise in the background, that is the rats drinking water. Again, I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but thank you, everyone, for your answers. Um, appreciated it lots. Yeah, so the reason I immediately thought of my dad as the person that I wanted to interview on this podcast is because I kind of, I feel like I get almost all of my music from my dad. And even when I, I think I'm I've Cree, discovered, and, no, I got nothing <laughs> from Cree. Cree and I's like musical taste was when we first became friends in eighth grade, wow. we were on the bus on the way to a UIL orchestra concert. And I sat next to her the whole way. And the whole way she made me watch BTS dance videos. And yeah, and that's kind of all I think about when I think about Cree's taste in music. But even (laughs) even like I'll think of a new art, I'll hear a new artist that I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then I'll go tell my dad, and he's like, oh, been listening to them for months. They're the best. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) But 
yeah, we have a lot of overlap in our music taste. And the second thing I wanted to ask y'all about was, do you remember the first kind of song you listened to or album that got you into what you now consider to be like good music or that made you start caring about music? Because for me, I know what it, I, in eighth grade, my friend Elise, um, my dad is snapping his fingers. He's, what is it? He's, I think he probably discovered another thing that he wanted to say, but, um, but I, my friend Elise showed me this song. I think it was called Streams by the Symposium, maybe. I'm not entirely sure what the band is, but it's kind of like indie-ish, like kind of that whole style that was like Rex Orange County, like that era of music. But I was like, this is the peak of music. I have never become more powerful than I am in this moment. Because before that, it was like the Glee soundtrack and like Taylor Swift, which honestly, I'm surprised that I confess that without like a gun Wait, to my head. what was the question again? The question was what, what was the first song and kind of th- things that got you into what you now consider to be like good music. What your musical? Your musical oh, I know, but I mean... I no, I you're leaving out like an enormous chunk of your early because I'm the one who used. To, what you put on my iPod. No, yeah, because you used to come to me and like put this on my iPod, put this on my iPod, yeah. and there was a lot of like party rock by you know yeah. it's all the songs they played in PE during oh, middle yeah. school. What about what about Lori Berkner and Dane Zanes and all okay. the quality kid the indie kid stuff back in okay, the day, man. <laughs> I will say, my dad did put music on our iPod, and I had like um, "Home" by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Like I was like in like third grade, you're like seven years old, just like turning up. I have a very specific memory of my sister and I playing like spa in my room and listening to like my dad's like indie rock playlist that he put on our ipods so i mean i definitely grew up listening to good music but when i started choosing my own music it was not that good until i'd say eighth grade and even like ninth grade grade, mm, there were a lot of newsies so oh don't we don't talk about susical but okay cree Hey, what about when you just listen to nothing but Phantom of the Opera for like? Phantom, Phantom you can't go wrong with Phantom of the Opera. No, it's, it's really good. It's a masterpiece. Um, my musical spiritual awakening, actually. So my mom has always been really into music, and my dad, he's like, but he only listens to the Who. So I mean, listen to the Cure too. Friend of he he does, but he's just he. It's like he listens to his own little. He listens to the Doors. The Who and the Doors are his favorite, which is fair enough. But um, yeah, but my mom listened to a lot of like alternative rock and like new wave um, when I was growing up. And my my song would definitely be um, "Just Like Heaven" by The Cure because my mom would sing that in the car. Like whenever it came on, she would like turn it up all the way, and then she would like sing the opening line and like point at my dad aggressively. And I mean that I don't know. I feel like just that, and also probably sorry. I'm getting a little too. I remember distinctly in um, seventh grade, one of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Ivy. Ivy. 
um, I was like, what are you, what are you listening to? And she, (laughs) sorry, she just sneezed. Um, one of my friends, Ivy, I was like, what are you listening to? And she was like, oh, here, do you want to listen? And then it was Bad Religion by Frank Ocean. I was like, I've never heard anything like this. I'm never going to recover. And I was really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, that slays. (laughs) (laughs) Mic privileges take you away. At some point, is there going to be the... Ashlyn's on a real 21 Pilots fan conversation. So I don't know exactly how to answer the question. I grew up, you know, my dad, my parents were big music fans. I wouldn't consider their taste in music particularly exceptional, but my dad was a, <laughs> well, no, but I mean, my dad was a big, my mom was big in Motown and a lot of stuff like that, but my dad, and, you know, Carter knows this, but my dad was a big jazz fan, so there was a lot of jazz playing in the house when I was growing up. Um, but, and so I had I had some records that, like, were kind of hand-me-down records from him. I remember I had an 8-track, an track, which probably nobody listening to this knows what that is, but I had an 8-track of Bob Dylan, which I didn't really understand, but I would play it just because it's all I had. But I think a couple of things. Um, as a child who grew up in the 70s and 80s, I went through a hardcore phase of the band kiss which again i don't know yeah creed knows what i'm talking about carter's probably like i don't know what's talking about right now but um which they were super fun they're this metal well hard rock i wouldn't say metal but hard rock band and they wore really elaborate costumes and had makeup and did like crazy pyrotechnics during their show and stuff and their music actually is not that good um but but they were super fun so i went through that but i i think yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, kiss army, man. But, um, <laughs> but I think probably the album that I, if I think of an album that I bought that kind of was like mine and, and then I just kind of disappeared into, I would listen to, it was probably the album moving pictures by the band rush. Ooh. And as a white boy in the suburbs, it's almost a federal law that you have to listen to rush. But, um, but, but I got that album and it was, I mean, I'd heard Rush like on the radio and stuff a little bit, um, but I had that album and I would just sit on the floor and play it nonstop and read the lyrics and then just start the whole thing over again. And, yeah. um, and to this day, I'm an enormous Rush fan, but, uh, but that album, I remember just like being just completely mesmerized by it and just reading the lyrics and trying to figure out what they were about and listening to the songs again and again and again. And, um, all that, so I'd obviously that would be one for sure. There are others on the journey, but sure. that would probably be the first one. And then I, I think too, and Carter and her sister got me this poster for my birthday this year. I think it's birthday. Yeah. But when I was in high school, there's a local band called Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians that started in Denton and played in Deep Ellum, and they had an album called Shooting Rubber Bands of the Stars that are just like devoured. I remember thinking that was, I mean, I don't know, this is going to sound pretentious, but it was the first kind of like indie music I remember listening to. Not that I was probably listening to indie music because I was listening to like the Smiths and stuff like that, but I didn't really think of it that way. (laughs) But, but I mean, they were alternative. We called it alternative back in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties. But, um, but, but, you know, Edie Brick, there was a local band, you know, and stuff like that. And so I remember just kind of really, I don't know, just kind of falling into that. 
And then my dad's one of my dad's favorite albums is Paul Simon, Graceland, and he used to play that all the time. And I love that album as well. So anyway, those are probably some of the ones. Thank you. Another break for the rat update. He's doing some peculiar things right now. Um, that's that's Robert. But for those of you who don't know, we had three rats, but we suffered a, a death in the family, and now there are two. But they're getting extra attention. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God, Cree. Um, you didn't hear that, but Cree's making up preposterous theories about my rat's death. Um, so, yeah, I think that something that you have more perspective on than Cree and I do is – there's like such a huge kind of fascination with your music taste being like individual and like I'm the only one who listens to this music and especially I feel like with a lot of female artists and like whatever a teenage girl ends up liking you know it ends up being like you're basic you're whatever you know like for me I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan you are you like Taylor That's Swift as well great. my dad loves my dad actually introduced me to Phoebe Bridgers. That's something that I always tell people and they think is really funny. But my dad came into my room when I was listening to, I don't know what I was listening to, but he was like, oh, I just started listening to this album, like Stranger in the Alps. And I think you'd really dig it. Alps, Alps, whatever, whatever. That's the English teacher kicking in, but, um, or it's just basic pronunciation, but yeah, I mean, but I feel like whenever you grew up, like kind of as you were saying, there was more truly indie music because like we have access to whatever music we want to listen to, you know? So, and we were talking about this the other day, but how do you think like the music world has changed due to everything being accessible to us? Oh God, um, I don't even know where to start because I have a, a really, I have a really good friend who we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Um, I mean, I think it's better. Actually, I would say it's it's funny you talk about last like indie. Like I don't, I think probably independent music before the internet was probably maybe even well, it's weird. It's it might be more independent because it was a way more DIY aspect to it. Um, if you ever want to read about this there's a fantastic book called um our band could be your life and it's about the early punk movement kind of on the west coast black flag and the Minuteman stuff like that and truly these bands like would do shows someone would record the show on a cassette tape and dub the cassette tape multiple times they made little like handmade zine magazines that they would pass out to shows and people would mail them around the country and like I mean, it, you want to talk about indie, you can't get much more indie than that. So, I mean, I didn't know about a lot of that stuff. So I will say growing up, I mean, you know, record, like the music you had access to was really heavily controlled by large record companies. I mean, it was really hard to get non, you know, kind of big label stuff. Um, it, was, it was just way more protected or gatekeeped or whatever the term you want to use. But I mean, there were some independent record stores like Bill's here in Dallas. Um, was an independent record store and but a lot of times that was like imports and different things like that so finding off the beaten path music was was pretty tough to be honest with you um as far as that goes so i mean i think that the democratization of music through the internet i think is pretty amazing because i mean 
not only do you have do we have access to so much, which I'll be honest with you is overwhelming to me at times, but yeah. we have access to so much. But at the same time, with the technology, you know, as we literally sit here and record a podcast, and you know, I mean, the the laptop that Carter has in front of her right now is probably got more power and potential than some of the soundboards that people were using entire studios. So, I mean, one person at home can literally put a whole album out. I mean, some albums I love were literally done by one person in their bedroom. And so, and then they can put it up on the internet. So our act, our ability to create music and access that music, it's pretty amazing. So I think it's, I love that. I, I will say one thing that we sort of talk about, I've talked about with my friends and I miss a little bit is like, there's less like these sort of common cultural touchstones. I mean, Taylor Swift would actually be one I would pinpoint a little bit because we've become so siloed and, you know, like, you know, I'll just go with K-pop for an example, just because like, I mean, BTS is arguably the largest band in the world, but there are people who won't like, they don't want to be like a K-pop person, which I don't think that's right. But I mean, they don't want to be a K-pop person, so they won't listen to that. So, and, and I will say Taylor kind of cuts across, demographics, both age and things like that. So when Taylor Swift puts out a new album, everybody kind of, most people, but when I was growing up, like, I remember when U2 put out the Joshua Tree, which is an absolutely flawless album. Like the world kind of stopped when that album came out. I mean, you know, and like the record company, you'd go to the record store, which there used to be a lot of those, not just independent ones, the whole chains. And the whole place is like decorated and they had like midnight parties and like MTV, they're programming the night that album came out that's all it was. And like, we, like we went a big, like we had a party at a friend's house cause the you know, U2 album came out or Michael Jackson, um, when Thriller came out and stuff like that. So there's like this common, everybody's like all dialed in. It's pretty rare to have that now, which I mean, again, it's great that we can all find the music that we like, but that lack of like, Oh my God, everybody came to school the next day and like, did you have it? Have you heard this? You know, those sorts of things. So, I miss that aspect of things a little bit, but. But yeah, I kind of, I definitely agree with that. And again, as I said, there's like, like, for example, um, a TV girl song just blew up on TikTok, which is like the millionth TV girl song to blow up on TikTok. But every single comment section I see, it's people being like, oh my God, why'd you have to like bring this song to TikTok? Like now it's going to be like a TikTok song. And there's just so much like, people don't like discovering music because it's popular, which is like, how else are you going to find music? Well, that's always existed. There's all that whole, I mean, I mean, I know we like to throw like hipster, indie hipsters under the bus. Like, Oh, I was listening to them. You know, (laughs) I tell you who they are, but you never heard of them before. I thought thought the mommy was home, but, um, I guess, but anyway, um, but there's always been that. I mean, there's always been the whole, I mean, you know, y'all know art history enough, like, you know, Salvador Dali and the avant-garde and, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, you don't, you don't like Warhol because you don't understand him, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. And so that's always existed and it's probably worse now. Um, but because we use so much stuff to sort of, I, I think through social media, we like use art and music and fashion and television and movies to kind of like, define ourselves through social media i mean it's kind of funny i i i am too old and you are too young but when myspace was around because my students all had myspace accounts that was the hugest thing you did because when you open someone's myspace page you got to pick a song that would play when it when you opened and oh my god my students just used to lose whole lights of their life trying to figure out which song because it defined you like you click and miss tracy was like 
oh, it was always um, Death Cab. I had a Death Cab song, you oh, know, okay. and stuff like that. And so anyway, but yeah, I mean, that kind of sort of elitism that comes from, I mean, I don't trust anybody who's like, oh, I don't listen to them because they're popular. I think that's crap, yeah. you know, so I just, I mean, you know. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of popular music I don't like, but I don't dislike it because it's popular. I just don't like it because I don't think it's, it yeah. doesn't speak to me, or I genuinely don't think it's good music. But, but not just because it's popular. I mean, Taylor Swift's, you know, pretty damn popular, and you know, I'm completely fine with that. And K-pop is wonderful too. I just the songs all sound alike to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's fair. We just we're gonna get I like Twitter the, shamed I like the, by the, the Black army. Pink Selena Gomez song. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, hold on. It's a really unpopular opinion, guys. 